I should say uh, welcome to Christina Bejan, a Romanian-American wonderful person. And um, yes, I know it's uh, funny that we are speaking in English, but she's been in the United States for so many years. Very well-known um, teacher and uh, writer. And she's been using English more than um, Romanian. So um, for us to be an easy talk, an easy dialogue, we'll use English. So welcome to Romania for the tour of your book, a book which was uh, awarded several times with the uh, Independent Press Book Award, with Human Relations Indie Book. Uh, now we are happy to have it here in Romania, translated. And uh, what is funny is that the title, Green Horses on the Walls, Kai Veris Peperets, used to be a joke for us when we were kids. So, uh, Cristina Bejan, uh, this is the first question. Why, why this title? Because I heard it growing up. I heard it as a kid to sort of give a further explanation of my grasp of Romanian. My father fled communist Romania in 1969 and um, married my mom in the 70s, who is American. And so I was born in the States, raised um, at the end of the Cold War, and we never thought we were, would go to Romania um, because of the consequences of my father leaving So we didn't need to be speaking Romanian, especially since my maternal language is English with my mom. And it was because of the revolution, we were able to come, my father was able to come back and Romanian and Romanians and the country um, really flooded into our lives. And I wanted to learn Romanian. It was important for my soul. So it was as an adult studying with a Fulbright at the University of Bucharest that I um learned Romanian <laughs> uh, and I have a crazy accent and um, so that's that's the explanation about Romanian it's actually my fourth language I first learned German then French then Romanian about green horses on the walls I my father said this expression to me growing up he said it in English um, because as I've established we were speaking English I like sort of knew what he was talking about but um, he never explained exactly the origin of the expression or you know what it meant you know obviously culturally it's very important he actually said it to me and he probably still says it to me to be honest it wasn't until I moved to Romania as a Fulbright scholar um, and learned the language and my friends explained exactly what Caivas Peperets means that it all kind of clicked in my mind and made sense I've always had very artistic tendencies um, I've been a creative my whole life I wanted to be an actor I went to university to become a Shakespearean actor I went to Northwestern University which Which has a very esteemed theater program in the States. And my parents were always supportive of my creative side, um, but my father was also very concerned that I have a way to support myself and be a serious person. <laughs> and that's where Green Horses on the Walls always came up. You know, you have to be serious in addition to creative. And it was having this expression in my mind as a sort of guidepost, because let's be honest, it's actually really good advice. I can't tell you how many bohemian artists I know who can't pursue their art because they haven't established themselves um, professionally. And I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, art takes time. So you have to set yourself up so that you have the time even to create and promote, etc. So I feel like My dad's advice ultimately was amazing because I've always had a job and um, a career in addition to the creative stuff. 
But as when it comes to the poetry, how did this even happen? I actually started writing poems when I was growing up in North Carolina. And I already mentioned that I first learned German. And I started writing poems at age 10 in German because I didn't want my parents to be able to read them. (laughs) So that was my first creative language. Then I always wrote poems just here and there for fun. I wrote poems here as a Fulbright. By here, I mean Bucharest. I'm in Bucharest at the moment at the start of this national book tour. And so then eventually the poems, once I learned Romanian, started including Romanian. It was once I moved to Washington, D.C., and I'm sure you're familiar, having been in Washington for so long, that spoken word poetry is the heart. It's the beating heart of the District of Columbia. I would say that Washington, D.C. is the capital of spoken word, the the world capital. And I very naturally fell into the spoken word scene. I got, I know this sounds crazy, but I got, quote unquote, discovered (laughs) at Busboys and Poets which is one of the main open mics. Um, There was this guy scouting there for his underground open mic, so I got invited to this underground open mic. And that's where these poems really um, not only developed, but came to life. I needed a a safe space to explore a lot of... Because there are a lot of hard subjects in, in my poetry book, Crimes of Communist Romania, Mental Health, Sexual Assault. And if you're familiar with spoken word it is a form of poetry that really is all about advocacy and human rights and social justice and it was just the perfect fit for the kind of poems that I was writing I also want to say because I really do believe in hashtag give credit for listeners if you've never heard of spoken word poetry it finds its origins in West Africa in oral storytelling um, and that tradition being brought across the Atlantic with the slave trade and then enslaved Africans being prohibited from learning to read learning to write um, and this illiteracy there was still a vibrant storytelling and oral tradition that thrived and ultimately that became spoken word poetry which is closely related to rap music so spoken word is most often memorized just like rap and it is um, it's an african-american tradition and these incredibly safe nurturing spaces in washington dc where i wrote these poems and discovered really discovered my creative self they were african-american spaces because you mentioned uh, Washington DC and because I can say I've been there I've seen that I've done that <laughs> I want to <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about uh, the platform that you founded uh, Bucharest inside the beltway because I've been uh, looking through all these activities I've been um, feeling for the last few years uh, what you've been doing there let's explain a little bit this idea of Bucharest inside the beltway because for people who are not living in the United States or who are not visiting for a longer time Washington DC they will not understand what beltway means and um, somehow you brought these two cultures together you've been doing um, inventing creating this platform and uh, you've been very active so um, why this platform why did you call it this way because you see you are born raised in United States well you came to Romania and discovered it so clearly you you wanted to put the two together 
Yes, that's the perfect follow-up question because I just kind of established an artistic scene in Washington, D.C. that is very special. And Bucharest Inside the Beltway is directly related to that. The acronym for Bucharest Inside the Beltway is B-I-B. Romanians call it BIB (laughs) or BIB. So I'm going to call it BIB henceforth to be easy. BIB finds its origins in Bucharest. When I lived here as a Fulbright scholar, I got an extension on my Fulbright. So I was here for a full two years from 2007 to 2009. And I had a play on here um, at Teatro Forte Meek. We had a stage reading, a play that I had written about the civil war in Sri Lanka, where I lived uh, at one point. This play, actually, we were very fortunate. Um, It was kind of a ragtag bunch of artists coming together, like miraculously (laughs) convinced Maya Morgenstern to take the lead role. (laughs) So she performed in my my little play. It was such a success that we were invited to do it at a cultural festival, a summer cultural festival. It was run by Ruxandra Pulp, who is an anthropologist, She's a creative of all dimensions, um, and then later she had a Fulbright to study at the University of Indiana. So I met Ruxander Pope through this festival, because this our play was then performed as a stage reading at the Geology Museum. This was back when there was this cafe in the Geology Museum, and it was a great success. And Rooks and I, um, she goes by Rooks, immediately hit it off just artistically and also professionally we had the same approach to promoting artists and also especially the avant-garde and grassroots and fearless artists and it was really becoming part of the art scene in Bucharest Bucharest during my two years that I I was inspired to bring that fearless artistic spirit back to the United States And that's what BIB is. It is a platform for fearless artists, this energy that that I have only found here in Bucharest. And Rooks and I developed the idea for many years. I went to Indiana, I went to Bloomington, and we, that was a few years later, we had our final meeting about it. I mean, we're going back and forth with PowerPoints, showing them to people, trying to figure out what this was going to be. And then I found myself in permanently in Washington, D.C., because I got a research job at the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. And we decided to launch this platform in D.C. And Bucharest Inside the Beltway became, it just hit me one day (laughs) as a kind of an inside joke, a name that is an inside joke in Washington. The phrase Inside the Beltway means to be in the halls of power. It actually means to be in the political elite in Washington, D.C. So in other parts of the country, you might hear inside the beltway, meaning like the people in power who actually are making these decisions, but detached from the real, real Americans. And our idea was to bring the fearless, risk-taking, artistic spirit of Bucharest, basically force it inside the Beltway. So we're bringing the, you know, honestly, the ragtag artists that I referred to earlier, this kind of hustling spirit, into the Beltway, shattering a divide between independent artists and the halls of power. And I can tell you that we absolutely succeeded. Something that was so beautiful about D.C. is, and also I need to say, Washington, D.C. is not the West Wing. It's not Congress. It's not 
you know, all of these extremely affluent white people running around. That exists, but the beating heart of D.C., as I already mentioned, um, it's an African-American city. Historically, it was known as Chocolate City. It's totally fine for me to say that because that's what it was known as. And there's so much, like, rich, authentic culture that is thriving already that, that's there. And also, the government is transient. People are coming in and out of these positions, but there's a thriving city of people living and creating culture already. And so what Bucharest Inside the Beltway was able to do was work with local artists at a top professional level. We launched at the Romanian Embassy to the United States in in 2014. The following year, we had a launch in Bucharest. And then each year producing a play that was in a local festival. These are competitive local festivals. The first year, the play that we did got bought for TV development. It was made into a TV pilot. And the next year, we were in the DC Black Theater Festival. And in addition to, and then we were at the Kennedy Center a couple times. That was amazing. They have a like a new play reading series where we we staged stage reading means that people are on their feet and acting out the play basically without the set and in addition to that inviting artists we hosted Romanian artists um, promoting Romanian artists all around town to bring it to the present I moved to Denver Colorado three years ago well goodness four years ago right before the pandemic started and it was my goal to launch BIB in Colorado. And we did. We had an international playwriting competition on Zoom and a residency program that meant over Zoom with playwrights from at least seven countries. I'm not exaggerating. All over the world of all genders, including non-binary. And they put together, they wrote their plays together. We had this Facebook live stream showcase that's available on YouTube. And all the local press in Colorado and that that launched us and since then it's been nonstop promoting and producing once again to tie this back to the beginning local fearless grassroots artists and the way that I'm framing this now is uh, BIB is a multicultural local and international platform we promote we produce But what's really important is it's not national American silo rubber stamp art. It's actually we're trying to, at least I'm trying to support artists who really do have that independent spirit that I discovered here in Bucharest. And I think that's very important because um, all around the world, the artists are those that um, struggle struggle a lot, especially since the pandemic uh, years, these things are worse and worse. But um, I would go back to your non-artistic uh, busy time, because as you said, uh, you moved to Colorado, you moved to Denver, which means that you are actually teaching there at the Metropolitan State University of Denver. And so here we are again with a lot of work on your hands and I'm wondering when you are doing all this to, all the time because I've seen you're busy, you've been talking here about the BIB, which is great. And I think um, a lot of people should listen to you and take advantage of your hard work and maybe implement your ideas or get in touch with you and do this all around the world. They don't have to call it BIB, but at least find a way to encourage support and work with um, these artists it's very important so here you are uh, doing your art love or working or finding a way into having this creative life um, very active 
but also being a very serious person because when uh, I talk about history, teaching history is not a joke and it's not a joke doing it in a state university. I think that's that's a platform by itself where you can put all together the history part, the theatrical love, the poetry. How do your students see this? How do they uh, find their way to your heart when you are a little upset with them because they probably didn't prepare well or they don't take a full line A or maybe with them you are working together for BIB? I would like to first emphasize that BIB is across all social media platforms or at least most Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. We have a daily arts feature um, and all sorts of other stuff going on. So that's one way you su- you can support artists is just checking out BIB. And yes, I believe in generosity and mutual support. So I think maybe that's the spirit that I would recommend to everyone else out there is just to really get outside yourself. And um, it's much more fulfilling to help other people than to be for yourself, in my opinion. But yes, about my students, I absolutely love my students. I mean, in my opinion, the coolest school, Metropolitan State University is uh, Colorado's most accessible university. As you said, it's a state university. And by accessible, that means affordable. And it also means that it accepts more students, has a higher acceptance rate than any other school in Colorado. This is extremely important because Colorado has a very large first-generation American, also immigrant, and first-generation college population. My students are mostly first, I would say mostly first-generation college, which means they're the first in their families to graduate from university. And this is a huge opportunity. In the States, it has become that you do need a university degree in order to have any kind of career. So this is progress, that people are having more access to college. We call it college in the States. But also it's really important because of diversity and representation. Most of my students are Latin American, I would say Mexican. Colorado has a huge Mexican population that's been there for generations. Uh, If anybody knows that part of American history, it used to be Mexico. (laughs) I love that. I love that Colorado is so diverse in that way. And my students are just, they're so, they teach me so much. I feel like I've learned so much from them. Many of them have stories that are similar to my family in that their parents escaped dangerous conditions in Central America and Mexico. In that sense, I feel like I can really relate to them. I'm not, you know, pushing my family story on them, but I I definitely have a lot of empathy And I would say they don't disappoint me ever. I am only disappointed when the system fails them. Unfortunately, this um, is a feeling all around the world, having um, interviews with other people from other countries. This is a problem, but we'll not get into talking about this. I very well understand it because uh, even for me, living for 17 years in the United States, it wasn't easy. Even if um, I became a U.S. citizen, uh, it's not easy. And I know what you mean. But um, let's hope these students are not going to see green horses on the walls. It's just us who are lucky to see it and read it. And uh, let's go back to your book, which is going to be promoted in a few cities in Romania. Again, uh, it will be launched in Timisoara in um, in a few days, uh, which is 
the same time with Bookfest, one of the largest book events in uh, Romania. And it's wonderful because they invited you there. They invited you this year when Timisoara is the capital, the cultural capital of uh, Europe. Here we are talking about this book. And uh, usually a reporter, because he has no other questions to put, will ask you, <laughs> is another book coming on? Yes. Oh, yes. A book is two, actually. I have a play that's already available for pre-order with Next Stage Press, which uh, publishes theater scripts. The name of that play is Buchenwald. It's about the Buchenwald concentration camp, but it's counterintuitive. It's about the camp. I should establish that that was one of the main Nazi camps during the Holocaust, and it's in today's Germany. It's outside of Weimar, Germany. The play itself is about the Soviet occupation of the camp and use of these concentration camps as internment camps for Germans, specifically the Nazi personnel who had been running the camps. That will be that's available for pre-order. It's coming out in April, so next month. And I was inspired to write it because when I was a college student at Northwestern, I studied abroad in Germany and actually was studying in Weimar and took a visit to this camp and it completely like I was haunted by what I saw and this untold history of what happened to these camps afterwards when the war was over. And then immediately after that, I have an anthology of plays coming out um, with No Passport Press, which is a woman and also immigrant-run press. And this anthology is going to include four plays, one that is a dystopian take on post-communist Romania called To Those Who Haven't Stopped Thinking, the famous quote, um, dissident quote, Doina Cornia, I think, I believe. Please feel free to correct me. From the 80s and followed by um, District Land, which is my satire about young Washington, D.C., Finally Quiet in My Mind, which is a, a tribute to mental health and mental illness, and followed by Swami Shiva, which is a spoof on Chekhov. And it's actually a protest play against Putin, although I had written it before the war. It's a pro-LGBTQIA, pro-queer uh, rights play. That will be coming out soon, uh, definitely this year. That's a good way to share that I've, I've always been a playwright. I was writing plays long before I took poetry that seriously and I've written 19 plays um, I've had my plays performed in I believe a total of four countries and now that I've started publishing books it's my challenge myself to start publishing my plays which means that our dialogue uh, on the radio is just a beginning because uh, if uh, your books are keep on coming maybe we have a reason to talk again I should say thank you for your time I hope people will enjoy your book and uh, especially for those who are curious in uh, seeing how a Romanian rooted person is writing. So um, hopefully you are coming back to Romania. Hopefully we'll be able to see each other live, not through a phone. And uh, we are looking for, for other interviews. I would uh, love to hear you talking about the other books or other events with BIB or who knows what other ideas we can have. Wonderful. Thank you so much.